0: I was sitting in a coffee shop this week, and there was a little um, uh, chalkboard up there with a question written on it. And the question was, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? And there were lots of interesting answers, SpongeBob SquarePants and uh, all these other things. And, um, you know, I had to sit there and ponder it for a moment because, see, I love Halloween I know, I know I'm not supposed to. I, I, you know, I have friends who tell me, don't you know the pagan origins of Halloween? And, and they're all worried about it, and you should just stay home and lock the doors. And, and, and you know, I'll probably get emails this week, somebody telling me, they're right. And, and there probably are, but I still love it. I can't help myself. I love, I love Halloween. Um, one time I, I convinced the church that I was pastoring to do this, um, this Halloween festival at Halloween time. It wasn't really a Halloween. And we, um, we had trunk or treating. Little kids went trunk to trunk uh, from car to car. And, uh, and the people kind of decorated their, their trunks or their cars up and, and they got candy. And we had, you know, kind of inflatable stuff and, and hired a magician, all that sort of thing. But I even convinced the volunteers, I don't know how I did this one, to, um, to dress up in costume. And so they came in costume, and it was great. And, and then the next year, uh, my buddy Lenny, Lenny Norsha, he, he says, we can do better. He said, this year, let's go for a theme. Everybody come dressed up like a, a superhero or a villain. Okay? And so we were comic book uh, superheroes and villains. And uh, we had the Flash and Two-Face and the Joker and the Riddler. And and Lenny was Batman. And you guessed it. Father Joe was the boy wonder, Robin. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great sight. Okay, and we even somehow stole this go kart from this little kid. We didn't steal it; we borrowed it, and uh, and we turned it into the Batmobile. So imagine two middle aged men squished into a uh, a little uh, go kart that was made for pup- prepubescent boys, and uh, we're driving around the neighborhood as the dynamic duo, the Cape Crusaders. We would pull up and and uh, and and have candy, and little kids would come running, and pretty soon there's this big crowd around us, and and it was a lot of fun. Um. It, we loved it. I mean, it was fun. It, you, you should see the Facebook pictures. Sometime go to my, my Facebook profile and, and scroll through the pictures and you'll find it. It's great to dress up, isn't it? And pretend. I mean, even for adults. I remember when our boys were younger, our, our older boys, especially, um, we used to we used to watch every Friday night. I don't know why we just it was our only movie. Probably we used to watch Robin Hood, you know the Kevin Costner version, you know Robin Hood, and and so the boys and I would eat pizza and drink soda and watch Robin Hood, and then on Saturday morning we would get up and, and the three of us would go out and play Robin Hood in the backyard. You know I would swing from the from the treehouse, and and Abby even made us up costumes, and so we all had these little. Uh, I was thirty years old, and we had these um you know these night costumes when we would be out there playing. We'd do David and Goliath and, and all of it, It's fun to dress up and pretend, isn't it? I mean, even if you're an adult. And I wonder, why is that, you know? I mean, maybe it has something to do with, you know, you want to go to a different place. It's like taking a vacation. You can't go to a vacation? Well, you can bring a vacation to you. It's different people, you know. It's different scenes. And, and so the whole idea of masquerade. Cinderella, You remember Cinderella? Yeah, here's this, this humble little servant girl who has an opportunity to be somebody else for a night. She goes to the ball and the prince or whoever falls in love with her. The good thing about the Cinderella story, though, is this. When the mask comes off and she goes home and back to her, her life, that's the same. She's the same person, isn't she? Even though outwardly she doesn't look the same, she's still the same person. In fact, the prince is still in love with her, even though she's the peasant girl. The person behind the mask is the same as the person who wore it. And so it got me thinking about Halloween again. What are you going to be for Halloween in that question? Well, I think the question really is, Who are you really? Not what are you going to be, but who are you in reality? And that's sort of what St. Paul is getting at. Last week we, we opened up this letter that he's written from prison. You remember that he begins this letter with such courage. It's about fearlessness even in the face of death. So certain that his life is in the hand of God, he doesn't really care whether he lives or dies, and he encourages us to do the same. There's no complaining, no whining, no trying to get away from things. He, he, he's simply confident in the face of all that he, um, that he has to deal with, being in prison, facing the possibility of execution. But as he kind of moves on in chapter 2, he's not so much concerned about his own situation as the lives of those Christians to whom he's writing. And he writes to them and says, you know, it really, what, what Christianity really is about is about your character. It's not about wearing a mask that looks like Christ, but rather it's being Christ-like in all that you do. It's about living as Christ in this world. And I think this is where the Philippian Christians, and maybe even some of you, say, ho whoa, whoa, put on the brakes right there. You know... I don't raise the dead. I'm not so good at working miracles. You know, me, like Christ? I don't think so. But that's not what Paul says about being like Christ, is it? It's not about raising the dead. It's not about walking on water. It's not about working miracles. What is it about? Open your bulletin. Look with me. The New Testament letter. Philippians chapter 2. Right there at the beginning, verse 3. Do nothing... From rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit. Let me let me just kind of break that down just a little bit. Rivalry. Who doesn't like a good rivalry? You know, I mean, it's okay, isn't it, to have a you know a worthy adversary in business or in in classmates? You know, to be academically challenged. Uh, for a couple buddies to um, rival for the affections of a young lady. Nothing real. I think St. Paul, a godly man, would not want one of you, not one of you to become a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Not a single one. Some rivalries are to be cherished. That's not what he's talking about. Do nothing from rivalry is do nothing from selfish ambition. Aristotle uses the same word. And he talks about politicians who will do and say anything to to gain election to an office. They'll use unjust means, if possible, to become elected. I know none of you have ever heard of anything like that in our political world. I mean, maybe maybe you think of one. I thought that was a pretty good joke. Tough crowd today. All right. Um, but, but that's what... what, what this is what Paul is saying. Do nothing from your own selfish ambition. Neither, he uses another adjective, not just your own selfish ambition, but nothing of kenodoxia. This is empty glory. In Greek, don't do anything for your selfish ambition or an empty, worthless self-glorying. Self-centeredness. Consumed with your own... Your own um, Self-aggrandizement. Being like Christ is not doing that. <laughs> this is the. You, you want to know what not to do? Here's your. Here's your via negativa. This is what you do not follow. Don't be self-centered. Don't be uh, self-ambitious. Selfishness. Don't do things for empty glory. But rather, um, this is a very strong contrast in Paul's original. There's a, different, there's a couple of ways of saying, you know, I don't like chocolate, but I like vanilla, you know, this kind of a mild contrast. Um, I wouldn't say this is a big butt because I know that would draw a laugh and it would be cheap. Um, but this is a very strong contrast. This is a very hard, not this, but rather this. Don't look out after your own aims, your own self centeredness, your own vainglory, your own empty glory. But rather, on the contrary, on the other hand, do what—in humility—look out for the needs of others. Bring yourself down. Don't be like this. Don't be like the politician who will say and do anything to advance his or her own cause. But rather, be like the one who would bring themselves down. You know, in the um, in the ancient world, nobody would use this as a virtue. The, the word that Paul says, to be humble, people didn't use this as a virtue. They used it to talk about slaves finding their right place in the world. Paul says, you know what, that's the kind of attitude that you should bring into yourself. Now, this is not the what you'll hear in the world. I mean, this isn't what you'll, if you pick up psychology today and read it, this is not what they're going to tell you. Right? I mean, most of the concern in our modern world is about self-esteem. Self-esteem is good. Don't misunderstand me. Please don't. Paul is not saying that you should view yourself as worthless. Actually, quite the opposite. You should understand how, how marvelous, how, how inestimably valuable you are. Because it's only the person who can see themselves as created in the image of God who can, of their own volition, of their own desire, bring themselves down. And in humility... Look out for the needs of others more than their own needs. The model for Christ-like living, for Paul, (laughs) this is really unique, it's very novel. It's Jesus himself, isn't it? I mean, it's right there. Jesus, verse 7, all right, um, oh, excuse me, verse 6. Who though he was in the form of God, you see that? Jesus, though he was in the form of God. "...did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made Himself nothing, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of of men, of people. He humbled Himself and became obedient even to to the point of dying on a cross." What does it mean to live like Christ in this world? Well, it's not about working miracles... It's not about speaking in tongues. It's not about doing great signs and wonders. It's not about healing the sick. Hey, you know what? It's not about being ordained and dressing up in funny clothes and standing in front of a church. This isn't what it's like to be like Christ. Here's what it's like to be like Christ. Be humble. Be a servant. Think of yourself as one who is, who is given to the work of, of God in the world. Andrew Murray said the humble person is not one who thinks harshly of himself. He is one who does not think of himself at all. Who considers others? Look out for them. I mean, imagine, imagine what would happen if instead of a fierce sense of competition, we had a sense of camaraderie. Instead of trying to one-up everyone, if we simply tried to to be brothers and sisters together. My buddy Lenny and I, out in this go-kart, Children gathering around, moms and dads came around. I mean, there was time when we would pull into a, uh, you know, a few houses in this neighborhood and, and there would just be scores of children coming around to see Batman and Robin. I mean, a, a ridiculous-looking Batman and Robin in, in this little go-kart. And, and they would laugh and the parents would laugh and they would say, Well, who is that? You know, and and I would pull up my mask. They usually guessed Lenny because he was the only Batman who had a big, you know, Italian mustache. And But they would look, who's the other guy with him? And, and you know, I, I'd pull up my mask, and they would say, Oh, that's Joe, the rector of the church down the street. And they would laugh, and, Oh, these are great. At the end of the day, um, Lenny and I went back and changed, went down to McCall's, this little pub in, in Canton South, raised the glass, cheers to... uh to Batman and Robin, and went back to being who we were. St. Paul says there should be no difference between the person that you want to be and the person that you really are. Be like Christ in the world by humbly serving one another. Amen.